Or if they had like a big claw hanging in the middle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a claw. big bag of pork rinds. <laughs> That's why your head's a little dented in on the front. Yeah, yeah that's the reason. <laughs> I must ask you a question, but I'm shaving it for later. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present the lead pastor of Northside. Like they do for the State of the Union address at the yeah. Congress. I'm all for wisdom. I'm all for wisdom. I'm against it. I'm against it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. My name is Patrick, and with me today are my co-hosts, Glenn Miller, Kevin Bryant, and Kevin Glenn. Hey, everybody. What's up? What's up? Hey, happy New Year, officially. Yeah. Yep. I think this yeah. is the first time we've had podcast. you yeah. in 2022. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here in a year. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, you don't look like you've aged more than a month. I know, right? <laughs> no, it's good to be back with you guys. Well, it's good to have you back. And you picked up some new wheels recently. I did. I'm very happy. It is a sharp looking truck. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank well, you. Well, you live in yeah. Tennessee now. You got to get yeah. a truck. So. Yeah. Oh, I've missed having a truck. I've missed it. So yeah, it's good. I built it online. Not <laughs> he with built it with his bare, bare hands. <laughs> yeah. No, I built it online, ordered it, and then patiently waited. Uh, well, I waited. Uh, I don't know how yeah. patiently I waited. Um, and yeah, it finally came in and I, I love it. Have any of you guys done that? I ordered never, it online and got I've it. never ordered it. I got a 97 Ford Ranger off of the truck one time. It had like four miles on it. When really? Oh, nice. And so I, but it was just ordered from, I didn't order it. Yeah. But I know people have done that. That is cool too. I, I, I've done tennis shoes that way. <laughs> have, y'all, truck. have y'all ever bought a car out of one of those Carvana car vending machines? Oh, no. No. Uh-uh. Never even been that? into the store, but I, I'm curious, I must say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be, that would be fun. Sometimes it doesn't have very many cars in it. Sometimes it does. I'll. I would kind of like to go see somebody buy one. There's one up in um, Brentwood area that I used to drive by all the time. It looks cool at night. Yeah. It's all lit up and Mm -hmm. the tears. It would be funny if uh, in one of the empty spots, they like put like a giant box at like a Reese cups. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Giant candy looking boxes. (laughs) Or if they had like a big claw hanging in the middle. Yes. (laughs) A big bag of pork rinds. (laughs) Does the car come out in a little plastic bubble? Like, like gotcha ponds? Yes. So. That would be cool. <laughs> well, now they've got where they just deliver the car to your house. You know, you can yeah. order it, find it online, and they'll just bring it to you. It's kind of like oh, door, yeah. DoorDash. I wonder what the you yeah, know, what do you fee tip, is what for do you that. Tip for that? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, mine came off the truck on a Thursday evening. Uh, and so then Friday, they took it detailed it and everything. Then they called me and told me it was in. It was one thing after another, after another, after another. And I couldn't, I couldn't go and and pick it up. Uh, So I went in on Saturday and they told me there were people trying to buy this thing. Oh yeah. I'm like, don't you dare. Don't you dare. (laughs) Well, they gave us a bigger price. So maybe. Well, the car market is such a weird world because, you know, I bought my truck a year ago and Every time I get the oil change, they're trying to buy it back. Really? Wow. They, the, every time, they're just trying, you know, please sell us back your truck. Well, I did hear a report recently, this would have been about a month ago, that said for people that have leases, you might check into it because you might be able to get more money out of it than mm, yeah. you owe mm-hmm. with the way car shortages are. And I did not realize that there is, with all the shortages going on, did you know there's a paint shortage? It would not surprise me. It is true. It, it is huh. true. I was doing some work up here at the church, fixing up a hole in the gym. <laughs> you know, we got like the last can of this particular paint in Jackson. Is that where, is that the hole where I ran into the wall head first? Is yeah. That shaped like my head. That's why your head's a little dented in on the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue with the paint. Right? Yeah, so no, that's, that's, <laughs> I that's all I know. That's all the details I know. But, yeah. you know, there was the that huge weird, shortage though. at the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, there it continues to be. We've heard about the electronics, yeah, and all that. But yeah, well, that would make sense because we, Serena and I, had the house painted on the inside, and it seems like it. It was two or three weeks of just waiting on yeah. paint to come in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know it, but well, everything's wonky. I mean, I was yeah. I was able to order this truck 
build it, order it. It's a 2022, and it came in less expensive than, really? than a lot of the used oh, yeah. trucks that yeah. you, you go on the lot and, mm-hmm. and get. It's, it's just crazy. Wow. That it, was, is. it was cheaper than a used one. <laughs> and and I, I mean, it's, it's decked out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what's yeah. crazy. I'm like, okay. Only in America. <laughs> That's right. Now, shortages and everything. That's why we've still got a, a bag on the sign out front. We don't, <laughs> yes. It's yeah, true. Still waiting for steel for the, it is true. the new sign. It is true. But we can get toilet paper, so everything's good, I guess. That's right. Yeah. As long <laughs> that as I can get my toilet too. paper. That was funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, whenever, whenever people say, you know, if you could go back to any point in history, when would you go? I'm always like, anytime after like 19... I think it's 35, something like that. That's when they finally invented splinter-free toilet paper. Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you brought up think this topic that. before, and every I time the scar- mental images are not scars pretty. me. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I've never uh, actually tried toilet paper with splinters in it, but <laughs> it doesn't sound pleasant to me. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> you guys seen any good movies lately? I haven't. I haven't been... In a while to the movie mm-hmm. place. I did some not too long ago, but it's been a minute. Around the holidays, we saw Dune and yeah, and some others there, but there's some coming soon. Spider-Man yeah. I saw. Yeah. Spider-Man's probably the best one I've seen recently. Yeah. I did watch the new Matrix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Mixed feelings. Oh, Mixed really? feelings. Yeah. I like what they were trying to go for, I think. It, it was very much commentary on the current Hollywood reboot culture interesting Mm, but as a standalone movie i don't know how good it was (laughs) now remind me um this is a little bit nerdy but the the sisters were they involved in two and three i know the brothers were the directors for wasn't it for the first two they're all the same people is it really yeah see you're teaching me so it was the wachowski brothers when they did the matrix but it's all the same people. Yeah, and then it was oh. the, Wachowski, the Wachowski siblings because one of them was transitioning. I and see. And then they were just the Wachowskis, and then they were the Wachowski sisters. But this one was just by Lana one Wachowski. Of them. Yeah. Well, that cleared it up for me because I was confused. That, that really would be was. confusing. <laughs> Interesting. And all this time, I thought it was Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Wazowski. I, was, I, was, I would I was watch like, that movie. How yes. do you do that with one eye? <laughs> <laughs> I am... <laughs> Anxiously optimistic and excited for Batman, though. Really? Mm-hmm. See, Coming out March 4th. The, ba- the Batman. Is it the Batman? It's okay. the Batman. The Batman. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about it. We'll I have feel to see. Like, well, I'm going to go see it. It's a Batman movie. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about it after. But I'm not as excited as I, as I want to be for it. Mm. And part of it is I feel like we've seen this movie before. Yeah. You might be right. And I don't it know, sounds so, familiar. So, so we, <laughs> had Batman. The, we had the fun Adam West Batman back in the day. And then Tim Burton yeah. did his mm-hmm. Batman movies with, with uh, Michael Keaton, the OG Batman. And everybody, when those came out, they're like, oh man, he made Batman so dark and so gritty and so realistic. <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is, this is good. And then Schumacher kind of took it back to the campy aspect of it. And then, Christopher Nolan oh, man. did it again. And he was like, oh man, it's it's gritty and realistic yeah. and dark. And I'm like, that's not it's always what and bad realistic and dark. <laughs> and then we had the Snyder Batman, yeah. the Batfleck, which to be honest, and I'll fight people on this, is the most comic book accurate Batman we've ever had on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite. Especially the fighting style. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I will fight people on that. But it didn't really get back to that campy Batman that I like. And then this one, it's just another rehash of the dark and gritty, realistic Batman. And it's like, give us something new. I don't know. I I just feel like I've seen this movie 10 times before. Like Burt Ward as Batman? Yes. (laughs) Batman in space. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, but like, where was the fun aspect of Batman that has seemed to just like disappeared? Mm. I don't know. How funny would it be if this movie in March pops off, you know, like a couple of pow. pow. That's right. See, I'm, I just want to see him like climb up a wall, but with a rope, but yeah. it's just filmed sideways. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think Bane, he was kind of comic relief. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Just the way you talk. <laughs> Your punishment must be more severe. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. Was that Bane or Sean Connery just now? <laughs> it's a little bit of both. A little bit I of both. thinking, oh. yes. Yeah, I must ask you a question, but I'm <laughs> shaving it for later. <laughs> well, while we're talking about movies and Sean Connery, we're on the hunt for a new James Bond. 
I know. Right. We haven't heard about that yet. I've got so. my fingers crossed for Idris Elba. Yeah. I'm hoping. Now that would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm I'm hoping for. He's got my vote. Now, you think it would still be the same Bond character or something else? Well, I mean, is it the same Bond character when they change actors? It's just 007. It's just 007. I think they've kind of gone away from true. the original Ian Fleming novels to the point where it's just like it's a code name. But it's got the same name. <laughs> same yeah. difference, I same guess. Same difference. Yeah. Because, I mean, is the Daniel Craig James Bond the same as the Sean Connery mm. James Bond? No. Of course not. <laughs> or the George Lazenby James Bond. Come oh, on. now there you bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Timothy Dalton is the most underrated James Bond. He had the yeah. deepest cleft in his chin, that's for sure. <laughs> that <laughs> is sure. true. <laughs> but I don't think anybody else could pull off a Matt Damon, Jason Bourne. No. They tried with Jeremy Renner. And yeah, it just no, didn't, it didn't, didn't work. work. And it I like Jeremy Renner. But just, he was the same in the same program, yeah. so they didn't mm-hmm. pretend that he was Jason Bourne. That's true. That's, that's true. That's, that's, yeah. I don't know. We shall Things see. we can do and not do. Movies, movies, movies. Yeah. I love them. They are fun. There's yeah. a lot of good stuff in movies. Some not so good stuff. Some not good good stuff too. <laughs> I'm just saying, Top Gun Maverick better be the greatest movie ever made with all the delays. Yes, it better be. Delays and the delays hype and has delays. now outgrown perhaps <laughs> you know, the movie itself. You I were was talking. So, I was so excited. You were talking uh, about going to see it six months ago. I, I would have too. I'm kind of. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of now. The anticipation for it. I just. You know, it's kind of like uh, over-adrenaline. You just get tired after a while. Yeah, it's so. like nothing can live up. I know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. And they've shown so many trailers just trying to keep people off. You've already seen 22 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you might as well just, you know, hang on. But I will definitely be there first day it opens. But you don't want a bunch of angry Gen Xers running after you, though, so they better do a pretty good job. <laughs> so, looking forward to Maverick. Well, we've um, had a few things happening around Northside since we gathered last time. We've heard the state of the church. Yep. So how was that, doing the state of the church uh, address? <laughs> yeah. That's something you've done before, like typically in other places that you've done? Yeah, I think it's um, it seemed to have been a good way to kind of communicate, kind of a recap of where you've been, because it's, it's so easy to forget. You can kind of get yeah. into, oh, what are we doing? Are we doing anything? And uh, you can kind of go through, hey, here's what's happened. Um, here's some good things that have happened. Here's what we're working on. Here's where we where we see ourselves going. So I don't think you can over communicate, especially, you know, communication. All of us have heard it's been kind of a challenge here. And so I think anytime you can communicate what's going on, why it's going on, what we hope to see, what we're doing to correct uh, or address any issues or concerns, and then kind of painting a picture of, of where we're going is a, is a good thing. So yeah, it was, it, it was good. It seemed to be well received mm-hmm. more than anything. I just got a lot of thank yous for, for one, just the amount of information that was in it. Mm-hmm. And then what I really appreciated was, uh, and, and this was one of my goals was the church seeing that it, you know, this isn't Kevin's state of the church address. This is Kevin facilitating this work that we're doing as a team. And so I loved, you know, having, you know, Patrick, you, you up there and everybody else that contributed and and spoke. It kind of, it's a team thing. It's us. Mm -hmm. So that was good. It it was good. I don't know how entertaining it was, but it sure was informative. (laughs) (laughs) It's the closest I've gotten to preaching oh. from the pulpit on a Sunday morning. You'll be back. It all You'll begins be with a single step. Yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I was jockeying for one job on that Sunday and didn't get it. I'm kind of disappointed. What's that? I want to go, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I present the lead pastor of Northside, like they do for the State of the <laughs> Union address at yeah. the Congress. You know, I just wanted to, I wanted to scream out from the back, knock a gavel, you know. Yeah. yeah. That would have been fun. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> That would have been fun. You should do that. We could that or at least had a had a uh, an acolyte do it. That'd have been even better. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been great. <laughs> well, no, I know I've heard uh, many people say thank you for doing things like that. Yeah. So it does uh, really help keep what's going on. Because we, goodness, I, you know, the it's overused. You're drinking from a fire hydrant or a fire hose mm-hmm. or whatever. But there's just been a ton of change in the middle of COVID here at, oh, with yeah. this particular church. Mm-hmm. I know every church has gone through just a, a bunch. I mean, they really have. And uh, talking with friends all over the country that do what I do. And it's just, you know, everybody's kind of in the same stew. 
Well, we added a little fun little twist in ours and just made it that much more. Yeah. And so it's uh it's been it's been wild and it's just nice to have kind of everything beginning to get in step and move in the same direction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I liked it because it, it feels like when maybe when you're scattered or you're doing lots of things, it's always good to come back and refocus. And so yeah. I really liked it in addition to the information that, that we're doing that. And I think we should continue to do it. We will. There'll be, I think, an update around the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of times people, they want to be able to say or have an answer to the question, well, how are things going? Right. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, they, then they speculate or, you know, the, the squeakiest wheel, you can have a false perception of what's going on, either either overinflated or, oh, no, the sky is falling and neither could be true. Mm-hmm. So um, just keeping, you know, where we are financially, where we are uh, hitting our goals and, and sure. staying on point with our vision and everything. Information is a good thing. I agree. Communication, communication. <laughs> all the time. Transparency. Well, let's yeah. talk about grace. Yeah, I need all I can get. Who? <laughs> Speaking of vision. we uh, Yeah, let's talk about vision from the Marvel Universe. I can see where you're uh, going. Sorry, you, you started talking about movies and got my brain in that <laughs> mindset. Anyways, continue. Vision. Well, we talked last week, we sort of reviewed some of the follow-up questions on genuine hospitality Oh, good. and responding to Christ. So mm-hmm. we were thinking today, since we've just heard the, the teaching on acquiring wisdom, mm-hmm. that we might just touch on that a little bit, think about some follow-up questions. I mean, me personally, I'm all for <laughs> wisdom. I'm all for wisdom. <laughs> I'm all for wisdom. I'm again it. I'm again it. No wisdom. <laughs> uh, you know, there's the wisdom literature in the Bible. Oh, my favorite section of the Bible, no less. <laughs> Which uh, pop quiz is what? Proverbs, Job, and Ecclesiastes. Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. Mm. Right. Yeah. Very interesting because I've been reading a little bit more on this recently. The idea of poetry and uh, some of these things that I think we'll talk about probably a little bit more this year on this podcast. Um, some things about how to read the Bible and, you know. That seems to be a recurring thing. It does. Especially at, on, on Wednesday nights. <laughs> it frequently asks questions. Kevin, I just take it for what it says. Well, what does it say? <laughs> the difference yeah. between literally and literalistically. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> yep. I learned that. Well, but the th- that's the thing that's funny to me when you bring that up because I cannot remember the numbers of times in church that that's been a conversation openly. Right. I mean, really, I'm trying to think of a pastor having that conversation or being asked that conversation and responding to it openly like that. Mm-hmm. It's just not been a part of my tradition. And it's, it's like, oh, we're finally doing that. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Because just because it hasn't been talked about does not mean in any way that it's never been asked. Mm-hmm. I've asked to, so many questions to myself and had conversations maybe with friends or others, but it's not been dealt like in an open way like that. And to me, it's just so refreshing Yeah, because we all go through this. And, and as a matter of fact, that's sort of, to me, my point of view is that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's how faith grows. That's how your belief becomes substantiated and challenged and tested and it's what we should all be doing, in my opinion. Well, and I mean, it really is one of the ways that we grow in wisdom. Mm. It's, well, the Bible says, dot, da, dot, da, dot, da, dot, da, dot. You know, the Bible says a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you can make the Bible say anything. I mean, the Nazis were using scripture to try to defend mm. their cause. Southern slave owners, I mean, there's, there, there was the slave's Bible, where the Bible was edited with all these verses that, you know, made sure the slaves were reading how they needed to be obedient to their masters and everything. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff about freedom was taken out, you know, of course, because it didn't fit the narrative. <laughs> right. And, you know, Jim Jones and, and David Koresh, I mean, you've got horror story after horror story of people opening their Bible and saying, well, this is what it says. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through scripture taken out of context. That's right. That's right. <laughs> do you know that in Psalm 14, it says uh, there is no God? So mm-hmm. the Bible says there's no God. Must be. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, if you take... The actual the, verse says, the fool says in his heart, heart there, there is, is no God. God. <laughs> and, 
if you just read Ecclesiastes through without understanding what it is you're reading, mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes says some wacky stuff. Right. So part of wisdom in, in all of life, but part of acquiring wisdom in our approach to scripture and our approach to faith, wisdom is really, it really comes down to knowing what to do, mm. knowing what to do. And what do we do with scripture? What do I do with this when it says this? How do I interpret this? It's part of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And to kind of stay in a place of, well, that's what it says, I believe it, is really, as far as studying the Bible and understanding the Bible, really putting yourself in a kind of a self-imposed naivety. Mm-hmm. And that's not where we're supposed to stay. Uh, we're, we're called to go beyond the milk to the meat. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you have to do? You have to learn how to chew. You have to be taught how to go from crawling to walking. We have to be taught. And that's so. So anyway, kind of that whole element, just in case people thought we were going to chase a rabbit. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, we, acquiring wisdom is knowing what to do with God's word. Mm-hmm. And then by knowing what to do with God's word, to the best of our ability, we take that so that we can understand what to do in life, in the decisions we make, in, in the ups and downs and, and everything. Because um, probably, well, just like the whole understanding how to read the Bible mm-hmm. can be difficult. When you hear a pastor yeah. saying, that's what it says, but what does it mean? Right. You know, and, ah, is maybe whenever I said in the message, you know what? Most of life is lived between the lines. Mm-hmm. And I would love for most of life to be clear cut black and white. Life is mostly gray. Right. If we're going to be honest. I tell my kids that all the time. It's mostly gray. <laughs> gray and matter. Gray matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so, a huge difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yep. Didn't I ask you this question yesterday? How do you know the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Oh, yeah. Wisdom is yeah. knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Yeah. Did right. it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember which button it is. Ah, hey! There you go. <laughs> and it sometimes takes a lifetime to build the wisdom from the knowledge. Yeah. Life experiences help you filter it. Mentors help you discern it. Mm-hmm. understand it because looking on the surface of it what does a story about a really old guy and man and wife who have children and they become a nation how does that apply to me right and yet when you see the motifs over and over and over about how humans behave mm. what god's standard is and how he responds to them then that starts to get to this picture of well, what does it mean for me as a human to respond to that and how do I work through it? So it, we talked about the interconnectedness and the cross-references and the hyperlinks last week mm, of the Bible. Okay. Yeah. And the more you read it, the more you see how it's all one kind of cohesive story yeah. pointing to the story of Jesus, but it's all interconnected. <clears throat> and there's cultural references because newsflash, the Bible wasn't written in English. Um <laughs> is a part of the Middle Eastern culture, the Jewish Wait a minute, wait culture. a minute. Middle Eastern culture. You mean the Bible wasn't written to America? Well, yeah. Jesus America. has blonde hair and blue eyes. Red. Everybody knows this. <laughs> and Revelations and, isn't all about America? Right. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're going to hear about that. That's a that's a literary device called sarcasm. <laughs> yes. Satire. I'm aware. So it's my second language. <laughs> my spiritual gift. No, but, I've actually been listening to... Um, the Bible Project. Yes. And they've started... Love Tim Mackey. Yes. Yeah, they started um, at the beginning of this year doing a read-through of the Bible, and they're, they're using like um, symphonic terms, and they're talking about reading the, the Bible in movements. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because when it was written, it wasn't written in English. It wasn't written with chapter numbers and verse numbers. Right. It was written in scrolls, and each scroll had mm-hmm. you know a certain number of movements. Mm-hmm. And when you see it in that kind of structure it, it has a whole different meaning to it and one of the things that i like is they'll they'll talk about the actual hebrew words in this ruach. read through yeah ruach 
Well, we're in the second movement now, and they're tracing the theme of trees through the Abraham story, which is really cool. Yeah. But they talk about the Hebrew words, and in doing so, they, they point out some of the word play that they're doing and how, you know, this is actually the same letters as this word, but it means... So um, they talked about the story of Abraham and the well and giving him seven lambs for the well. Well, seven and covenant are the same letters, they're just spelled differently. And they used to do that all the time. And reading it and hearing it from that perspective, it's like there's so much more there than what we read on the surface, it, reading it in English. And and some of it is it's rhythmic mm-hmm. uh, because before it was written down, it was oral tradition. Mm-hmm. It was passed yeah. on orally. So these were stories and truths that they were reciting and telling. Mm-hmm. So it would have a cadence to it. And it's like the different circles, how it circles back on itself mm. was part of the way the story was told. And so that that's one reason why I bristle a bit at um, so much of the emphasis today on, we're going to go verse by verse. Hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, if you wrote me a letter or an email, Patrick, I don't go verse by verse through that. That's not even how we read letters. And yeah. so what, what, what do we have throughout the Bible? We have letters, we have poems, we have stories. I'm going to start adding uh, chapter and verse numbers to all of yeah. my emails now. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just send it one verse at a time. Send it one verse at yeah, a time. Yeah, one verse at a time. <laughs> but the thing is, is the chapter numbers that we have and the verse numbers, they don't line up with the original scrolls and movements. No, they don't. And right. so sometimes the chapters are in there in good spots, but sometimes they are in the wrong spot right in the middle of something yeah. yeah and i don't know who who who's the guy was that actually wrote those <laughs> chapter numbers in there and everybody else was just like okay well and but. how we how we read it too i was with some confirmands recently and they were talking about we were reading the part where jesus and peter are in the washing of the feet mm-hmm. and they were like oh lord please don't wash my feet you know and oh well if you're gonna wash my feet then wash my whole body and i'm I stopped him. I said, no, this would have been like, no, you're not washing my feet. Get the heck out of the way. You know, there would be this argument. There would be passion in the room. There would be no way you, my teacher, are going to wash my feet. And okay, well, if I've got to do this, then give you know, it would be a whole different. There'd be a lot of passion. There'd be yeah. there'd be loud boisterous stuff. And mm-hmm. we just read through it like, and we're, it just drives me crazy mm. because it's just become a book. They were like, I'd worked this hard to get all of your dust on me. Exactly. And now you're just going to start coming here and wash <laughs> exactly. it off. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, I mentioned it last week. I'm really enjoying my Bible study stuff and I'm doing a lot of it with uh, the Bible project as well. But learning about biblical narrative and how details are left out intentionally mm-hmm. so that you can, wrestle with what is actually going on. It's meditative. And that's where I think the wisdom comes from is trying to understand in the process of understanding your understanding grows and the struggle with it is a good mm-hmm. thing that helps sharpen our understanding. And, and then how we apply it is of course yeah. the real test. But you talked about Kevin, about a mentor. A minturn, yeah, it's really... What in the world is that? Well, it was it was in that section where I talk about, you know, why do we need wisdom? It's because so much of life is lived between the lines, between the lines of good, better, and best, between the lines of right and wrong, between, you know, making a point and making a difference. Mm. But that part was wisdom is necessary because there's, there's space between the whole idea of growing whole and growing old. And, you know, there's this idea that it would be nice if wisdom automatically came along with age. That would be great. But that's not necessarily the case. Right. So you can just grow old or you can grow whole. Uh, Where I went with that, you know, growing old is not about age, it's about attitude. But growing whole means that throughout the arc of your life, no matter how old you get, you see yourself as a student. You maintain that posture of a student. You maintain curiosity. You you don't get to that place where you're like, well, I've learned enough. I know enough. I don't need to learn anything. I'm set in my ways. Um, Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right, right. And I think the moment you stop learning is the moment you stop living. Mm. You know, that's that's why I went into the story of when when there's two different accounts of whenever God visited Solomon to say, whatever you want, I'll give it to you, name it. 
In one account, he asks for wisdom. In the other account, he asks for a teachable heart, mm. a teachable spirit. Now, those aren't contradictory. Those are complementary yeah. because really the essence of wisdom is teachability. So a mentor <laughs> would be someone who is growing whole in that as they grow older, they're not becoming more set in their ways and more rigid because then you just become more brittle and easily broken. Good point. Uh, as they grow older, they're maintaining that posture of a teachable heart, a curious spirit. That's really the essence of wisdom. So they're maintaining at the same time the posture of a mentor taking the responsibility for passing on what life has taught them and mm -hmm. what wisdom they have, because wisdom really isn't wisdom if it's not being dispensed. It needs to be dispensed. Active. Yeah. So it's acquired, but it's acquired for the purpose of being given away. Mm. And then at the same time, maintaining the posture of an intern of, I will never stop learning. I will never get to where I have this figured out. And so a modern mm. elder is really someone who is not necessarily old, but someone whose posture is one of both a mentor and an intern. So that's where that term mentorn comes from. I love it. My grandmother, I think I've mentioned here before, was a um, sociology professor. Mm. And she came to that career after 20 some years of being a missionary. Yeah. Um, and she gave me a bit of wisdom that I really stick to today is you really should have more than one career in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. What she was really talking about was don't be afraid to change, to grow, always keep learning because it's in that learning and, and whether you force yourself to do it or it's a natural tendency, the ability to be pliable. Yeah and malleable and flexible there's physical mm. benefits for that <laughs> mm. she was doing tai chi into her 80s mm. for the physiological benefits but mentally as well and i like the way you said if you're not that you're brittle and that's more breakable i just like that thought we're always learning always growing mm-hmm Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Sorry, you looked like you were about to say something. I was just contemplating Kevin's yeah. wisdom. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yes. Well, the one thing I did want to bring up, too, is we've sort of talked in and around this about the Bible itself. Does anybody get that feeling? I've definitely talked to people about it, but when you get that feeling of just uneasiness or maybe some fear when you hear somebody say, well, that's what it says, but that's not what it means. Or that's what I've always thought it meant, and you're saying something else. Or we have to read between the lines. I think in some, some ways for me, that makes me uneasy. Like, okay, so the Bible isn't, you know, I guess this goes back to the question what the Bible is. You know, mm -hmm. is it a book that just fell out of, <laughs> out of heaven? Is it made of gold that you can never contest it or wrestle with it or struggle with it? You know, when we say things like it's the unerrant word of God, it's perfect, all these things. At least me growing up thinking, well, okay, it's untouchable, really. I had my stories and understood the stories and at least as much as my adolescent or 20-year-old <laughs> brain could figure it out, but... I think it's scary for some people to be willing to question it, to question and understanding mm -hmm. what it means for them. Well, because know. when you say that's what it says, but it's not really what it means, you're saying so you're trying to change what the Bible the Bible says. You're trying to change what it means. You just don't like what the Bible says, and you're trying to fit it into your own opinion. You know those kinds of things. But yeah, or understand that it was it was written by people. Mm -hmm. There's a human uh, element to it. And honestly, like we said just a few minutes ago the versions that we read are not the original versions. It was not written in English. So what? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but what, well, what? you guys have heard me on Wednesday night say that very thing, you know, there's what the Bible says and there's what it means. Now those aren't necessarily two different things, mm -hmm. but there's usually more complexity to the meaning than to the saying, or at least, you know, to get to the meaning, 
sometimes you need to do a little more digging and homework or contemplation or whatever beyond just the words on the page. But you guys have been in there Mm -hmm. on Wednesday nights. And that phrase has made some folks uncomfortable. And it's like, no, I'm not trying to change what the Bible says at all. I'm wanting us to understand what the meaning is in these passages, because I think Bible verses are kind of like doorknobs, you know, and they're intended to open up to more than just the the ink and paper, um, because the Word of God, according to Hebrews 4.12, is living That's right. and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. I mean, the Bible is, is spoken of almost as this living character. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you got to be careful because, you know, there are some Christians who take that and they almost make the Bible a, like a fourth member of the Godhead. <laughs> the Word of God is not a what. The Word of God is a who. The right. Word became flesh right. and dwelt among us. The Bible is the testimony that points to the living Word of God, who is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So... We got to be careful because you can really easily fall into bibliolatry where you mm. make the Bible an idol. But the the Bible is this living, active, dynamic. You you know you have a relationship with the Bible, so to speak. And I think if we could begin to see it, not so much as I am here and from my perch I'm reading the Bible. To no, I'm coming to the Bible, and through the Spirit, the Bible's going to read me. Mm. And let's see where this goes as we turn these doorknobs. That's what I'm meaning when I say, yes, there's what it says, but goodness gracious, that is just the starting line. Yeah. There's so much more there. Kind of like what I talked about last week with all the, I mean, we mentioned it this this podcast too, but with the hyperlinks Mm -hmm. and the infinite pathways that you can make your way through the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And depending on when you read the Bible in your lifetime, it can mean totally different things. And so the Bible kind of, the Bible doesn't necessarily change, but in you changing your perspective on it changes and it means different things. In that way, it kind of is a living thing that, yeah. And how we use it and how the things, because recently, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I heard this song from Blake Shelton called Bible Verses not long ago. So I'll pull it up here. Yeah, sorry. It says, I got a King James on the dresser and I take it out sometimes, but Lord knows I ain't measured up to what's inside. They say, but that's okay. But I keep praying for the day. This is the course that I can open up that good book and heaven don't look like it's out of reach when it feels like those apostles are giving me the gospel and not the third degree. I just want it to read like Bible verses and not the Bible verses me. Mm. And when I first heard that, I thought, well, I mean, it's a catchy tune and everything, yeah. but I was like, that may be the saddest song Blake Shelton's ever, ever written <laughs> because that's sad, dude. But I know that's real. And I know people that are that way, you know, I, I'm not good enough to, or whatever. And it's because mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. I mean, we church people wield that like a surgical instrument, not a sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the Bible's, there for everybody and it's way more than just a, a verse or mm-hmm. a piece of scripture we want to use for reproof or whatever it's that too but it's like everything else we tend to use it the wrong way yeah well as you were saying that i was thinking back to uh, hospitality and, and oh, there's totally. so many people that the bible has been used as a weapon mm-hmm. that they just don't want to have any part of it or even if they are a new Christian or maybe a returning Christian or however you want to call it, it's very intimidating because it on the surface may have been presented as a list of rules. Yeah. And there's definitely rules in it, but it's really a story and it's really about a relationship and it, it is intended to be alive. And so I think the challenge for us as a church, like the global church, us in this particular area, et cetera, is how do we represent the Bible in its true form and not just a a way to separate people. I like the way you turned that phrase, Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) Represent. Yes. We're called to represent, and in doing that, we need to represent. I love that. But I mean, and, and being aware, the hospitality connection is being aware that for some of us who have been in church for a very long time, and you said this last week, Patrick, I just expect things to be like they've always been, like I understand them as a church person. Mm -hmm. But we desperately need to to 
turn that around to try and understand the fact that that's not the case for many people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, as we've been talking about this last, what, month and a half or so now about thinking about that is our job as we want to call ourselves members or people that have been here for a year or two, however you want to denote that, but those folks of us who have been here for a while, that's our responsibility. Mm -hmm. It really is. And if we can think that way, I think we have a huge opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. And isn't that what it's about? Totally what Mm -hmm. it's about. I agree. And acquiring enough wisdom to make the changes in our lives, you know, and then sharing that. Absolutely. That never, that's a never ending process. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel wiser already. Well, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, I remember reading a reading a story about I can't remember all the details of like where I read it anyway, but the the gist of the story was this person was struggling, uh they kind of made their way into a church and you know, they kind of made some noise coming in and you know, everybody turned around mm-hmm. and gave them gave them the stink eye and you know, they didn't stand up at, right, at the right time or or spilled something and just, you know, ah, oh, inconvenient. Oh, that's, and so they, so they left and they went to the bar mm-hmm. and at the bar they spilled their drink, but eh, no problem, man. We'll just clean it up. You know, it was just a completely different experience in the story. The same messiness in the bar was just, Hey, we're just glad you're here, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there's a reason why, especially a lot of men, uh, they'd be more comfortable. And I'm not saying there's anything inherently wrong with going to a pub. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for a lot of people who really need to find what you're not going to find in a pub, you're going to find in church with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, are they even going to be able to get past the sanitized for your protection environment sometimes that we, that we create mm-hmm. long before the church met in buildings set up like courts, mm. like courtrooms, they met around tables. Yeah, The church started around a table and the table just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then for various reasons, it started to meet in buildings. And for whatever reason, they chose to meet in a building set up like a court mm. with, you know, <laughs> the lecterns and the things and the, everybody sits out in rows and everything. It's supposed to be around a table. I think sometimes we kind of we've kind of turned the whole experience into something that's really a whole lot more formal than it's mm-hmm. was ever supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Oh, you better have the table in the right place. You better have the pulpit in the right place. <laughs> you better, everything needs to be just so. And it's like, can we just bring the tables out again and get around the tables like it's supposed to be? Yeah. And that's where community really comes in play. Mm-hmm. And we talked about belonging and belief a couple of Wednesdays ago and, that's where it, barbecuing, yeah. I think we oh, mentioned. Yes. That's the importance you know, of small first. groups and Sunday school classes and all that kind of stuff as well. Home groups and share groups and yeah. mm-hmm. exercise groups. Men of Valor is where that Men came Valor, from. Yeah. So whatever. Yep. yep. As long as the group isn't so tightly knit that there aren't, that there isn't room yeah. for, right. for new yeah. people. And, I, and right. that's, that's kind of where I get a little... A little uneasy, you know, I'll, I'll hear, well, our Sunday school class has been together for 30 years. I don't always know if that's a good thing, yeah. to be honest. To be honest, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Hold your emails. <laughs> but um, I don't know that it's always the best thing because, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do a lot of life with those folks and that's good. But, you know, what I want to know is if you've been together for 30 years, when's the last time you were growing? Yeah. And if it hasn't been for a while, then maybe it's not the environment that it needs to be. Or who was the last person who left there to go grow something else somewhere else? Right. Exactly. You know, right. Exactly. So. Yeah. But I'm comfortable with all my friends in the same room that I've always been in. And we've heard well, this before. Go, they like go to the bubble. pub, go to the pub with them. Go on to Friday the pub. Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to the pub. And what I would say is, um, yeah. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you're going to be with them for eternity. Now, uh, get to work, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get okay. out of the nursery. Okay. <laughs> good stuff yeah excellent excellent good stuff. stuff and we look forward to hearing more about the vision and even more importantly mm-hmm. for me is is how it's applied mm-hmm. in the days and weeks and years to come as we all journey together so acquire that wisdom that's right acquire it 
Yep. How do I acquire wisdom? And there's actually something I forgot to put in the notes. Uh, you know, through evaluated experience, which is important. Evaluated experience is huge, not just experience, mm. but thinking about it, measuring it, evaluating yeah. it. That's the difference between having 10 years of experience and having one year of experience 10 times. You know, oh, man, that's the difference. But one that I forgot to put in there, dur, is by asking. Uh, Ask for it, James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you (laughs) lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Uh, I forgot to put that bullet point in there, but that's okay. I talked about it. And then through mediators, we need need people. I think that this points back to the thing we said before, is that wisdom just doesn't happen. You got to work for it. It's, It's something that requires action. And it's reading between the lines, digging in there. So that's what we'll commit to. Yeah, I got to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> we all do. Yep. We all do. Well, we got a few things coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's hear about it. Well, Glenn, you can tell us a little more about this. February 4th and 5th, we've got a confirmation retreat coming we up. We do. We have a confirmation retreat coming up, and there's going to be a time for our confirmands to kind of retreat by themselves together just as a class and to meet with their mentors for a while and spend some time with their family for a little while. and. To continue the exploration, confirmation is confirmation Sunday's coming up and well gosh, in about a month now. Mm. <laughs> so they've got a they've got a little bit more ahead of them and and then a lifetime beyond that, but they're gonna get away for a little bit. That starts at six o'clock on Friday night and ends at eleven on Saturday. And we'll be present here at the church and got a lot planned for them. It's gonna be a good a good yeah. evening. And then on February eighth and Tuesday is the joy group. So for all of our just older youth. Rev Kev, are you? According to my notes, Rev Kev is speaking. So That's what I thought I remembered. Really? Yeah. Everybody sign up. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> what am I talking about? That's a good question. Does it say? It, do, it doesn't. Just as you're no, the speaker. I'm teasing. So. I, I, think I hope you, you come up with something before Tuesday. <laughs> no, I'm talking about civility. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, oh, that's a good topic. Why? Civility. Civility. <laughs> And then on February 11th, uh, Christy's got our parents' night out Ooh, uh, yes. for children eight weeks to 10 years old. It's going to be on Friday night from 5.30 to 8.30. So if you need to get some shopping done, you want to go on a Valentine's date, you want to mm. just have a couple hours without the kids, mm. take a nap, whatever you need to do. And here is um, my annual PSA. Uh, <laughs> stay off of Van Drive that weekend. Yeah, it's going to be rough. It is horrible. It's the worst. It's worse than Christmas. Really? Oh, 10 times worse. Everybody in West Tennessee comes to Jackson to eat with their loved one. Oh, okay. And they all eat on Van Drive. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Oy. It's okay. always the worst. Good Good to know. But your kids can eat pizza at they Parents can. Night Out. It's $5 a kid, but uh, $10 max. So <coughs> if you've got 12 kids, bring them all. It's only 10 bucks, and they get pizza. Yeah, so. there you go. If you got 12 kids, maybe you don't need to bring your kids and have any more time alone. <laughs> That's fair. That's, That's fair. True. That's true. Um, and then February 18th, Christy's got an event for the kindergartners through the second graders. Uh, it's called Kid Detective. You can Ooh. find all the information for that on the app and on the website and sign up for that so that Christy knows how many kids are coming. So. We're out before that. It's Super Bowl Sunday. That's true. Super Bowl Sunday. And the youth are going to have, the junior high are going to be here on a big Super Bowl party on Sunday night. First time Super Bowl party's been here at the church. Who do y'all think is going to be there? I I am not going to be there. I can't afford the tickets. I think there'll be a lot of students. (laughs) Junior high students. Junior high, probably. (laughs) Not my Buccaneers. Not the Buccaneers. Not the Cowboys. Not the Titans. Not the Titans. Titans Not the Titans. So we'll find out soon, but uh, (laughs) nobody, anybody in here wants to play. Yeah. I just hope it's not the Chiefs again, but it's know. just me. Now that you said that, it will be. So. Uh, I'm, keep I'm sure hope it will alive. Be. Sure but we do have be. our hometown boy on the Chiefs. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, Trey, and he yeah. came to youth here some. So mm. Trey, yeah, that was pretty cool. And he's killing it as a as a rookie. So that's pretty fun. Did he go to Tennessee? Yeah, he went to Tennessee. Okay, grew up here in Jackson. Went to USJ and okay. All right, then I'll allow yeah. it. I'll allow it. <laughs> so we we cheer for Trey and. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> hey, this is Glenn with North South, Northside Now Sports, and we're here at the big loss tonight for Northside One. Uh, really tough game. Josh Rolf here, one of our seniors, senior uh, uh, center player, right? Yeah, yeah, center player, center player. So uh, tell us a little bit about the game tonight. So it was rough. It was rough. Um, I, I think we, in the first half, we were – 
kind of not coordinated and we weren't exactly ready to teamwork because this is our third game. Most of us have been quarantined and everything and all that. But um, this game, I think we really did come together as a team in the end. Even though we lost, I think we played hard and we had a good time. So. Well, there we go right there from uh, now. How many points did you have tonight? Uh, zero, I think, Mr. Green. Zero points, but he was a great comp contributor to the team. I'm sure you had a – I know I saw you have a really great rebound down here on this end one time. Do you remember that? I think I do. I think I do. I had a couple rebounds. So what play was that y'all were running? Uh, so we run a zone down here. So we have – I'm the center, and then we have two blocks. So we have the three biggest men down low, and then we had the two guards up top. So and they, they cover the whole three-point there. Like uh, Josh said, this is their third game, and uh, they haven't stuck away with a win just yet, but it's coming soon. You can come check them out on a Thursday night, coming real soon to you uh, here at Northside in the gym on a Thursday night. So uh, come check out Josh and all of his buddies uh, for Northside 1. It's going to be a fun time. All right, and we're here after game two. I've got a, a special guest with me, Drake. Now, tell me what you thought of that game. That was super close. What was the final? That's a great question. Uh, I think it was like 35-30, something really, really close in there. About a six-point ball game. Close yeah, and, and you guys were really strong, I thought. Um, any thoughts about what happened there? How did you feel like you guys played? We just got to make more shots coming in. Um, it's fun to lead the team in fouls. That's an experience. <laughs> but um, guys came up. Good to have a bench of at least two last week playing with five. So I think you guys did an awesome job, and you got a game coming up next week, right? Yes, sir. And, and what grade are you in? Uh, 10th, and I attend Madison. Awesome. Well, we've been here with Drake. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll join you after the next game. Hey, this is Glenn. I'm here with Northside Now Sports. So we're glad that you're here with us. We just had a crazy Purple Penguin game, and leading the Purple Penguins tonight in scoring and fouls was the all-star center, Edie. Edie, great game tonight. What What do you think was the secret to your success tonight? Not letting number 11 get in my head. Ooh, look at that, calling her out. So do you think there will be a uh, grudge match uh, somewhere down the road? Probably. I hold grudges. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it mean to be a purple penguin? I mean, all we hear is the the lore and the legend of the purple penguin. What, what, is that, what does that mean to you? It's really fun because you get to play with all your friends. And it's not like school basketball. It's not as competitive. Well, Edie is one of our star players, just like all the Purple Penguins. They're all stars because they're Purple Penguins, right? Of course. All right. Well, hey, you can catch us on Thursday nights here at the gym at Northside, and that's what's going on now in Northside Now Sports. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week. If you found this episode entertaining or informative, consider sharing it with your friends and family. Tell everybody about it. Post about it on social media. Leave a rating and review. Your support means a lot. You can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. I'm Kevin. I'm Kevin Glenn. And that's what's happening at Northside Now. Northside Now.